0: This is Unapologetic Parenting, a podcast dedicated to candidly and unapologetically discussing parenting, divorce, and co-parenting. We take on the topics most people don't want to talk about and offer support and solutions to help you be a better parent, co-parent, and human being. Now, without further ado, let's get right to it. Carl Knickerbocker, this is Unapologetic Parenting, and in this episode we are talking about not bailing out the other parent, and very specifically about the academic issue. So I had put up a post talking about the importance of not bailing the other parent out every time that they fail or come up totally lackluster and don't show up or forget this, forget that, to not fall into that codependent co-parenting kind of enabling trap. That's where they underperform, they screw up, they do things or don't do things for the kids, and you have to keep coming in to bail them out, bail them out, bail them out, bail them out. And a lot of times that shows up for us as parents as being, oh my gosh, I have to show up for the kids, I have to do this, or else no one else will, or they're going to fail, they're going to go without, they're going to this, they're going to that. And we need, as the other side of that equation, to stop and back off. Set our expectations as low as possible, and I sincerely mean that. Put your expectations down to the rock-bottom minimum of what that other parent is expected to do. Basic food, shelter, clothing. The kids come back in one piece. Great. No abuse. All right, you get your gold sticker. If you do anything above that, oh my gosh, I'm shocked and, hey, happily surprised. But anything above and beyond that, we really can't intervene that much on or we really shouldn't intervene at all because all it is doing is probably feeding this attention grab, feeding this codependency thing that's probably left over from the past. It is enabling and rewarding bad behavior and never having them become accountable for themselves to just step up finally grow up and go learn how to parent or at least be an adult or something, I share your frustration. I so share your frustration on this one. But in the space of academics, this seems to be coming up a lot, especially since so many kids have been on remote learning. And what we see and what I see is that at one house, the kids operate at a very, very high level. They get A's, they do this, they do that, they turn in their assignments, they do great. And then at the other house, not so much. They miss assignments, they have absences, their grades are significantly lower. And there are a number of factors that come into that. One is exactly what we're talking about, this whole enabling thing. So over at the other house, at least in our experience, there's a different set of values surrounding education. Here, we place this high, high, super high premium on education, on learning, on going to great schools, on performance, on grades, academic. I mean, we just, that is like our thing or one of our big, big things. Over at the other house, for years, the story has always been, oh, well, their feelings are more important than their performance. And as long as they feel good about it and their mental health and so delicate flowers shouldn't have to learn anything and it was okay i failed grades when i was growing up it's okay if they fail too i mean that's literally the thinking That is sadly reinforced by a whole lot of BS out on the interwebs through the pandemic about how unimportant academic success is. You know, it's okay if your kids are a year behind. It's okay if they don't do anything. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We need to focus on their self-esteem. Like, magically, they're gonna have self-esteem by not accomplishing anything. It shows a fundamental disconnection with how self-esteem actually works and then what the building blocks is of actual success are and just the gains that get lost in momentum and everything else that gets lost going into the future. Anyways, that's a whole other soapbox that I could just go off on, just that awful, awful, awful advice about education not being important. So there's that one component where there's that enabling codependency, underperformance to try to provoke input and they want the letters, they want the attention, they want you to send notes, they want you to be like, "Mm, why aren't you doing this? You need to, you need to, you need to, because they feed off of that if they're one of these narcissistic folks. And you can't play into that. You know that it goes nowhere. You know that it accomplishes absolutely nothing good. You know that you're going to just be repeating yourself until your face turns blue and nothing different is going to happen in the space of that kid's academics over at the other house. The other side to this is the kid's role in that dynamic. So the kids, depending on their age, if they're, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, they're big enough, they know better, they know that they need to get their work done, get their act together, do their assignments, turn it in. There are very, very, very few excuses of mommy didn't do the mommy didn't follow up on me. It's like, so what? Your mother didn't follow up on you, you follow up on yourself. Everything is right here on your dashboard. And so that's where we have this this thing is where, you know, well, should we not bail out the parent and thereby not bail out the kid, or are they really two separate things? things let the parent fail but then find ways to help the kid succeed and i think that's the key right there is to separate the two issues and say let's work on what we can actually influence which is going to be the kids and the quality of their performance and so a big thing with the kids is you need to have consequences for that behavior because they're just probably getting rewarded and nobody cares, and on they go, and nobody checks up on them, and they're just over there being academic sloths over at the other house. But then when they come back here, perhaps, I say, All right, you miss this, you miss this, you miss this. These things will be done. You are going to lose this and this and this. There are consequences for not showing up for your academic career. And so you have to put logical consequences on it. The other house, typically the other parent is just like, oh well, if they don't do it, I guess they'll fail. That'll be the natural consequence of their na 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 na. It's like, all right, so you're gonna turn it over to a child to suffer the natural consequences of playing into your game and being short-sighted because that's what most kids are, and tank. Their education and not build in the discipline and skills they need to succeed. Well, that's where logical consequences come in. That's where we get to say, no, there are going to be consequences. You're going to get your work done, it's expected of you, and you will show up at this house with everything done. And if not, there will be expectations that you will finish it, your grades are going to be up. That sort of thing. So that is one way to approach it. You need to focus on the kids. You need to attach logical consequences to them not showing up and getting their own work done. And it needs to be just reinforced over and over and over again. And this is why. This is because of the future. This is because we're training you for college. That is how you navigate that space. You let the parent fail, you help the kid succeed. Let the parent just go their way and not show up and teach the kid to show up for themselves, wherever they are. This is Unapologetic Parenting, a podcast dedicated to candidly and unapologetically discussing parenting, divorce, and co-parenting. We take on the topics most people don't want to talk about and offer support and solutions to help you be a better parent, co-parent, and human being. Now, without further ado, let's get right to it.